This copyrighted podcast of the James Perspective has been paid for and funded by James M. Wilkerson. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or other use of this podcast are a permutation and combination of words and sentences used in this podcast without the express written consent of James M. Wilkerson and the James Perspective is strictly prohibited. Good morning, guys. How we doing? Good morning. Good morning. We got the full fearsome threesome, but plus one. What are we going to do with this foursome here? Well, that's what we call it, the fearsome foursome. The fearsome foursome? Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. So Pastor Chris is back with us, and today he's in his capacity as Chris. He's not in here as a man of the cloth today. He's a man of man of wisdom. <laughs> I may not be saying very much. <laughs> oh, you need to join in. You know, I want to I want to start it off with something that that may not seem like big news to to everybody else, but this morning when I was preparing some a couple of what would be considered minor news items seemed to fit together. And the, and the first one that I want to tell you about is it's a it's it's something that you're going to think what in the world. So they have a forest service United States Forest Service and and the people in Tucson area they go to so they go to San Cantalina so they've got a park in this forest and they have these um these volunteers they don't have a badge they have a patch and it says volunteer on it and suddenly they all got pulled off the job and were sent to training now, I was assuming that training was because somebody didn't use the proper pronoun or something. That's what I thought it was going to be. But it turned out that's what it was at all. They had some rules at that park that were ridiculous. You couldn't ride your bicycle on a path that wasn't being used. And so, so, so if they were using the shuttle, they didn't want you on the path. The big one was, though, you couldn't walk your dog in a certain area because they were worried about some kind of ram or something that they were trying to repatriate to the area. And these, apparently these, these volunteers were thinking they were cops and they were harassing and going after the, the people going, just walking their dog. And they were saying, you can't cross that line with your dog. And it was ridiculous because they had to go like three blocks around and stuff like that. If they didn't, you know, it was just stupid, stupid rules. So the people of, Tucson decided, well, we'll just do it anyway. So they were just totally going against these people. So the, the, the more they were doing it, the more these volunteers were getting upset. So they had to pull these volunteers off because they were creating problems. And, and what it, what it told me was that, that people are tired of stupid rules and, and they'll push back on stupid rules. That's the kind of what Jim said before you, you can't govern without some consent of the people. And so now in Tucson, you can walk your dog anywhere you want to, and you can ride your bike at any time you want to, okay? Which is kind of what the park is for, right? That's the kind of rules I like. <laughs> What's that? That you can do whatever you want to. <laughs> yeah. No, don't tear anything up. And that's the whole idea. If they're tearing something up, they'll do something, but they weren't tearing anything up. And it was re- ridiculous that people couldn't ride their bikes most of the day. Um, You know, they couldn't even ride them. And, and and it was a big bike riding area. All right, so 
and you're going to think, you're going to think this is totally unrelated, but if you, did you see what happened at USL this week? It's ULL now, University of Louisiana and Lafayette. Did y'all see that? Nope. No. Oh, it's classic guys. So, so one of the top ranked softball teams, you know, it's, it's, it's redundant to say ladies softball because in, in college only women play softball. Well, some probably have some men, but anyway, it's supposed to be a woman's sport. So Cal has not lost the game this year. So, you know, liberal Cal. I don't know what they're thinking, but they decided to play in a tournament in Lafayette with the Cajuns. All right. So, uh, the national anthem starts to play and you've got to see this video. They put the most country redneck guy singing the national anthem. Oh, say, can you say it's wonderful? <laughs> it's absolutely wonderful. So you got this really redneck guy singing the national anthem and the USL people, I'm going to call them Louisiana. They're, they stand up. They are almost like they're in military formation. They're standing so still. You could tell that coach told them what to do. But Cal, four of them start to kneel. They do kneel. And that place is packed. That is packed because apparently USL is very good too. But again, keep in mind, Cal's not lost the game. They start booing those girls. And then the four of them, four of them kneeled. And so then in, in solidarity, several more went over there and kneeled with them, but five or six cowgirls did not. Cow, not cow. And so the booing was just tremendous, tremendous booing and heckling. So the national anthem is over and, and ULL destroys them, beats them eight to nothing. Mercy rule. That's their first loss of the year. So. What I, where I'm, where I'm connecting this is, is this. I have refused to call University of Louisiana Lafayette. I've refused to call them Louisiana because that's the law was that they couldn't do that. The law was that if you took the name Louisiana, you had to put the city you were in. So that's why they have ULM and ULL. Well, I got to thinking about it. That's a silly, stupid rule. As a stupid rule, you, LSU didn't want somebody to be Louisiana. So they make a stupid rule and those Cajuns go, that's a stupid rule. And they call themselves Louisiana. And the more I think about it, I'm going to agree with them from now on. I'm going to call them Louisiana <laughs> because it's a stupid rule. We, the government is just going crazy. The government's gone crazy and they make stupid rules and we need to say no to them. That's good. That's that's that was my opening statement for the day. I will also say that you need to know your audience. You don't kneel at a a game in Lafayette. You don't do that. You're, it wouldn't be smart anywhere in Louisiana. Right. <laughs> you got to you got to know your audience. So what do you, you guys got anything to say to that before we move to some more news? Uh, I don't know. It's just something that won't be reported widely. Nope. Well, oh, well, you know, I will send it to you. If you'll put that up on X for me, I'd appreciate that. Next mm-hmm. Twitter, because I think that thing needs to be played. It is, it is, listen, I want to tell you something. It almost brings a tear to your eye to see, uh, black and white girls standing attention during the national anthem wearing that Cajun uniform. I was going like, well, those are our people. Yeah. And, and I will support their endeavor to call themselves Louisiana when something stupid, they call it Lafayette. <laughs> it's a stupid rule. 
How stupid is it you can't call yourself Louisiana? You know, I, if I you're in Louisiana, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Dwayne, do you have anything to say to that? Well, there's a stupid rule in New Orleans. A guy had saved a um, possum, turned into his pet, and they took it from him. And he's at, begging the city to let him have his possum back. <laughs> <laughs> you like that one? Uh, yeah. the, the good thing would be if that was uh, North Louisiana, uh, he would have ate the possum. <laughs> well, he, yeah, he would have been fattening it up for a special yeah. <laughs> You can tell that Chris is from West Virginia because that's really where they eat the possum. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, hats off to, to Louisiana. I'm very, very proud of them. I'm proud of the fact that they that they told Louisiana we're going to call ourselves that. And, by the way, stand for the national anthem. You know, so what else is in the news? A um, poem I wrote, matter of fact, an ode to possum. Would you I like to hear it? I spell that word. What? Yeah, I spelled uh, it with an O, so I with pronounced o. it with an O. Opossum, opossum. Why do you be? No, let's see. Opossum, opossum, why do you come? Every morning, half past one, my lab thinks she has to bring you to me, but your smell and your teeth make me flee. Why do you return to us every night? Play dead in her mouth and don't put up a fight. Please find another home, a tree you may keep, and let me and my neighbors get back to sleep. It's the dog keeping you awake, not the possum. <laughs> I'm not, well, the, the, the pair. <laughs> I wrote that back in 2009. That's funny. Our dog does the same. Or we have two now. They do the same thing, but the problem is they do kill them. They kill the possums. They kill the rabbits. If they come in the yard, they're done. We have problems with armadillos. We yeah. did. We don't need more. I just shoot them. Well, I do shoot them. You got to shoot them. If I can hit them. Well, if you use a shotgun, kind of hard to miss. They don't move very fast. No. The problem I have is, is you got to get the dogs out of the way. They get in the they get in the line of fire. You say they don't move very fast, but I've seen them scurry pretty fast. Well, you know what? I, I have two. I think that we have lethargic pot of of armadillos, is what I think. Because I agree. When when I when we used to live in in Bernice, those you couldn't you couldn't shoot them if you wanted to. They would be back in the woods before you could get there. But these seem to be slow. I don't know the dog. When I'm guessing, the dog's been chasing them, and they're they're at the end of the marathon. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to eat those uh, emerging um, cicadas this spring. You know, I've been waiting for those things. The, the, those things we call locusts. There's, we're getting two batches of them in one year. Yeah. What caused that? Well, they come out every 13 and every 17 years. Okay. And it's and so every now and then there's two types, and this is all from Dwayne. I'm stealing his stuff. So. Hey, Every now and then, both of them are at the same time. Two prime so numbers multiplied for the least common multiple happens how often, Glenn? Well, you can multiply 17 times 13. Uh, there, there you uh, go. I, I didn't remember. Yeah. It's not going to be very often. Yeah, because because it was prime number, the least common denominator is going to be both. Yeah. Both I, I, just did, I didn't remember what the prime numbers were. So we're going to have a circada apocalypse this spring. All right. Now I know that people did come on here for us to talk about possums and and lizards and cicadas. And yeah. Cicadas. 
They came here to find out what's going to happen to Big Booty Trudy. Well, her big booty is on the stand. I mean, uh, on the line. She. I do think that she has committed some serious crimes, and it's going to be hard to cover them up. But then again, Hunter Biden's not in jail. I thought they were going to have some in-chambers discussion to try to negotiate a more honorable end to this. But it turns out that yesterday there was in-camera and the camera stream is being sequestered, and um, there, there was solution. Do you know what in camera means? No. In camera means that it's it's presented to the judge outside of the public eye. Okay, yeah, that that's what I assumed, but I wasn't certain. So, so what? So, I I don't think very often have I had a motion that's of significance, meaning you're going to dismiss somebody or you're going to dismiss a case or. You always do it in judges' chambers first, and you pretty much argue that thing informally in in chambers because the judge needs to know what the issues are in case he needs to look up any law. You don't have to stop the hearing. So you pretty much tell them what you're going to be doing. They have paper, but you talk about it, and then the judge will say, I'm going to allow this or I'm not going to allow that. Then we go back outside. He goes in, gets his clerk. They look at the law and make sure they got it right. And so, so the fact that they went into chambers meant nothing to me. You know, just as normal. But there's new evidence, right? Yeah, there was yeah. new evidence filed Friday by Trump's bank of attorneys, and I've just used that collectively because there's other. Oh, I love him. Yeah, other party members to the Trump, the the et al part, and. uh they collected some cell phone data and presented evidence that looks like the pair has definitely perjured themselves, both in that court and with, uh, what is it, the depositions and also in Nathan's divorce proceedings. And so uh, they also found out that Nathan's kind of lawyer during his divorce really uh was presenting or asserting client attorney privilege and something slipped when he was getting off of the stand that made the judge think, wait a minute, maybe client attorney privilege does not apply in this situation. And the judge explored that with the attorneys and got more information and come to the decision yesterday that it is not a client attorney privilege and that Nathan's attorney must now testify. And with this new evidence, he's going to be under pressure to not perjure himself, and he knows when these two started dating. Yeah, I never did buy the the way they were ruling on this thing as to how it was attorney-client privilege because, um, you know, I know that Sarah went over that in detail, and it, it didn't make sense to me. Because again, the only thing, if I, if, if I, if I'm representing Chris and I'm looking out the window and I see Chris run a stop sign and hit somebody, I, that's not attorney client privilege. That's not privileged. It's only confidential things that are privileged. Not everything they do. Yeah. If I told you that happened and you didn't see it, then that would be right. Yeah. Right. Be different. I need you to represent me in this. I don't think I had, I don't think I did that. But if I'm looking out the window to see you do that, that's just a fact. Right. And so that's not covered at all. Yeah. In, in fact, if I go and, 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 and expose something that was in a conversation, if I put that in evidence, then that's no longer protected. That's not, it's not absolute. 
And but but I what I here's what I I told this to Glenn. I, my theory is this judge is going to pop him. Okay, I, I I sat on there one day just for purposes of arguing with him that I didn't, but I really do think he's going to. And there's a lot of indications that he is. And one of the things that I see judges do when they're going to rule, then they make sure that the losing party, it, the, the party they're going to rule against, gets to put everything they want to put in and that they win almost all of their objections because then they can't go on appeal and say, hey, he kept me from putting this in or he he allowed this in. And there's enough right now to fry Big Booty's Trudy Fanny. There's enough already in there. OK, I think this judge is he's 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 going to rule. Well, he sure was easy on her when she was on the stand. But I, I think he should be. He uh, first of all, when you put a district attorney on the stand, it's the office that's up there. You can't just see her. You got to be careful how you treat a, a district attorney of a county of any county. Even if you brought John Belt and put him on the stand, you would the judges would be very lenient with him. All right. The second thing is she, he, that judge worked for her. And I'm convinced that seeing that over time, when you see a judge that's now a judge that used to work for a, a litigant, somebody that's some lawyer that's there, they're always kind to them. They're not, they, they still respect that fact that they used to be their boss. As you see it over and over and over again. But most importantly, I think they don't need, he doesn't need to rule favorably. He doesn't need to be a jerk. He can just say, you know, Big Fanny, you're lying. And I think that's what he's going to do. It's obvious to everybody. And I may be surprised. I've been disappointed with these judges, but this is not Judge Egg Moron, you know, that's in New York. It's, it's, uh, this is, what's his first name? Judge Egg Morons? Arthur. Arthur Egg Moron. He, uh, this isn't that guy. This judge is not that. And he's up for re-election and stuff. But I, I anyway, I think he's going to rule against him. So you think there's going to be more testimony? There's going to be more testimony. They're going to bring Nathan Wade's quasi-attorney in his divorce back on the stand to testify his knowledge about when their relationship began, because he has first-hand knowledge. <laughs> and why do we care when it began? That's what I can't Because really- if they perjured themselves, uh, it's my understanding that everything else that they've testified falls in the hole, especially the, well, there was no um, gifts over a net hundred dollars because I paid them back everything in cash. I just don't have receipts. Okay. So, so you're saying totally erodes her testimony. All right. Well, I will say this, that I'm very, very reluctant over my career to bring up what I call process, um, it, you know, process process crimes or process lies. I don't want to ask a question that I know you're going to lie about just so I can make you a liar. But if there's a reason for asking you the question and you lie, then I'll do it. But if I know that, let's suppose that I'm going to take up somebody, I'm going to make up a name, Ricky. And I know that when Ricky was 19, he had a homosexual affair. He's now married, doesn't want to talk about that anymore. I'm not going to bring that up just so he'll lie about it. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And they keep you for, there are rules of evidence to keep you from bringing up something just for that purpose. But I'm very, very reluctant to do that. But what you're saying is that this is in, is vital to know when a relationship started to know that they were stealing for each other, right? Yes. Okay. She got that, him that, appointed. She got him um, hired to prosec- to be the special prosecutor to go after Trump, one, one of the uh, prosecutors. 
She hired somebody else that's a specialist in RICO crimes. But Nathan was her lover that she, I think, threw, what, $300,000, $600,000 his way? So, $600,000 is what I've heard. Yeah. $600,000 his way, and he had never prosecuted a felony before in his right, life. Right, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's old news there. And, now, and the news- for six months, they went on four, at least four elaborate vacations together, and he's paying for all of it with the money that he she has hired him for. Right. But she repaid him back with her cash that she kept at her house. Well, that's just it. It's not believable. And if you can prove that they've lied about when their relationship started, then there is not just an appearance of conflict of interest. There's an actual conflict of interest interest in her. She can't be trusted for any of her testimony, which means she really shouldn't be having anything to do with prosecuting Trump at Al. Yeah, she should be in prison, it sounds like. All right, now, I mean, she admitted, like like Glenn said, she admitted she stole from her campaign. She admitted. Yeah. Well, I'll say this in her defense. When I listened to that, I've heard you guys say that several times. She said, when asked the question, when do you get this cash that you squirrel away? And she said, for instance, when I drew out money for my campaign, I also got some for my cash. The way she worded it didn't actually sound like she stole it from her campaign. She did it alongside that transaction to get cash for her campaign. Ah, man, you're stretching that. What would be the difference? I I don't quite understand that. In documentation, in how she coded it, wrote it down, logged it. If she says there's no, there would be no reason for her to put that into say that draw withdrawal from the campaign. If you're running for an office, uh, I've always wondered about this. Your your campaign money, uh, you you can't just use it for anything you want to, can you? Personal? Well, well like, I, I don't know can. that it was coming out of her bank account or coming out of a a fund for her campaign. I I don't know. I did. She wasn't specifying that. I'm basically quoting Fanny on that. If you're right. a black fe- black female, you get different rules. She's what she said. Yeah, she we, did say that. Yeah, you should be given forgiveness because you're a black female. That's what she said. Uh, now, now I again, you know how busy I was. I was working on that algorithm pretty late at night. Um, I when I was glancing at the news this morning, I saw that there was somebody working inside of Fanny's office on the RICO claims against Trump and his and his co-defendants. That is, who is a basically a um part of the of the Biden group. Oh yeah. Um like very, very serious conflict of interest in that this guy works for Biden and for Fanny. And the idea that a person who is in office can have somebody in his own office trying to put his his rival, his the person who's going to run against him in jail, that's a huge conflict of interest. It looks like to me that litigation is about to implode. It's well, that's, that, that's what they tried to impeach Donald Trump over was he made that phone call to Ukraine to ask about, Hey, what's up with this whole Biden threatening and to withhold money and all that stuff. And Nancy Pelosi and company made it out to be, well, he was most likely going to be your Democrat rival and you were digging up dirt on him and using 
federal money that we authorized and demanded you pay to Ukraine, and you were using that to leverage to get dirt on your potential rival. And they impeached him, or they, they tried to impeach him. It was an illegal impeachment after he left office, but that that's what they had a big stink about. But they can do it, and it's fine. I'm not, I'm not sure that's illegal, by the way. That, that part, I'm going to let you know this, that, that if, if Trump had committed crimes while he was in office and he, he should be immune from all of that unless he gets impeached and then he could be tried. So I'm not, I'm not with the Republicans on that one. I think that impeachment was okay. He didn't get it. They failed. failed. So there you therefore The Constitution doesn't allow impeaching as U.S. citizen. The the problem. yeah, I know what you're saying. He left office already. I don't see how you can make it work that way. I'd have, you know, I, I don't know what else you can do. You, if you can't, he can't quit. If you like, cause what, like, so this is what you would say. He needs to be immune so you don't have every dis- district attorney across the country filing suit against him. Okay. You can't have that. You can't have every di- one of them say he committed a crime and, and file it and then have to deal. He'd be constantly dealing with it. And he would, and also, just like this, they would they could start filing suit against him or, or or indicting him once he's out, and it never stops. You got to have some way to stop that mess. And so the idea that that we have is that you have to impeach him in order to be able to try him criminally. Otherwise, it goes on and on and on and on forever. And I think that's exactly what's going on right now. They don't. I think that he's immune from anything he did until they impeach him, and they can't impeach him. And I want that same thing for for Biden. I want that. I think we could get him. Right. It's just, but, it just, but your time is up for impeachment when you leave office. I, I don't know. It's not you're as no clear long, as you think. You're no longer uh, applicable if you read the text of the Constitution on the impeachment. You know, you know, I, I, I'm not prepared to discuss that part of it. I was at one time. We discussed it on here, but I, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you without going into the text, and we can do it another time for sure. I won't. I won't leave the listeners hanging on it just will today because i have to look it up but in my opinion in my opinion it won't work if we don't allow it because i could because this is what i could do i could be president i could go right on national television and cap chris boom shooting and say i quit i'm not president anymore can't impeach me and so my everything i did is immune i don't think so I don't think so. You got to have some way to be able to impeach them and and, and try them for that murder. I, but we'll see. I mean, it's going to be. We're going to talk about that on the uh, legal Monday, whatever you call it, Law Day with Victoria. Was it okay, called so, Legal so Monday with Victoria? So you're saying if there is um, text in the Constitution that looks like it says you can't impeach a president once they leave office. That that There's nothing in the Constitution that says that. It, it kind of reads that way. But if, if you're saying, but if that's what it truly meant, it would be like the Yellowstone train station situation where there's a place in the country where you can commit a crime and get away with it. It would just create too many problems. Yeah. I, well, I don't know about Yellowstone. I've never seen that show, but I can say that I can say that, um, that if, that yes, it would be creating the, the, the idea of that. Somebody could do something very, very evil, you know, nuke a city and quit, and you had nothing you could do with them. Because I do believe you've got to have immunity while you're in office. The way you do it, so so let's suppose that Trump gets in office and he nukes Cincinnati, which he would be doing us a favor, but 
<laughs> he nuked Cincinnati. All right. And, and he's a nuke Washington. Really. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You, you'd be he nuked someplace. Um, so that's the, I don't see how it can work. But at one time when we went over this and I was reading the Volek conspiracy and listening to these uh, constitution lawyers on their blogs, I was convinced by the ones who said you must have impeachment outside of the presidency. You're still impeaching them for what they did while they were in office. It's, it's for, you can't impeach them for acts outside of it. So you can't once he's, once he's a citizen again and he commits a murder, you don't have to impeach him. You can just go after him. All right. He's no longer immune, but for anything he's in an office, you got to impeach him for what he did. So you can file criminally. We went through this with judge Ch- justice chase. Um, I, I, I do not think that this is a criminal impeachment. I don't think it's criminal. I think it's political. And I think that you've got to be able to undo the protection that you get with the immunity protection you get while you're in office. I think until you've been impeached, you stay immune. Otherwise, it's a mess. It's just a total and complete mess. I wouldn't know how to unravel it. I wouldn't know how to make what, what Glenn, now I'm with, I'm with you that we want to stay with the constitution and I'll have to go back and look because I'll be honest with you. I can't remember the argument for it, but it's not as clear as you're making it out either though, Dwayne. It's somewhere in between us. It seems, but I don't remember. Do you remember Glenn? No, no. I remember we came to the conclusion that if the president does something, <clears throat> you impeach him, then charge him with the crime. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the only thing I'm not understanding is, how can you impeach a president after he is a citizen? His term has ran out and now he's a citizen. And, and so you want to bring up some crime, but you can't unless you impeach him. But he's not president. He's a citizen. How could that be? Well, I mean, I get it. I get what you're saying. I get what both. So what, what both of you are arguing is, is that you can't that the, that the Constitution allows for impeachment while in office. Right. When you're out of office, you can't impeach anymore. And I don't remember the exact language. I'll, I'll promise this. I will learn it. I will learn it again. It's not, it, it is, I, I'm a hard headed. It takes me about three times before it sticks. All right. Article, I will two, article two, section four. It tells you what the consequences shall be. They shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, other high crimes and misdemeanors. And it refers to the president, the vice president, and all civil officers of the United States. Well, if the consequences of impeachment is removing them from office and they're no longer in office, they are not the president, the vice president, and all civil officers, and they do not have and hold an office to be removed from. So I fail to understand how impeachment even affects them when, once they leave. Because, because it can be, there's nothing that says it can't be retroactive. Well, it implies it can't, it can't be retroactive because the only thing you can do is remove them from office. They're already gone. Well, uh, but I don't think it says it can't be retroactive. It says that it has to be while actively serving. I think it can remove them from that office. It impeaches them from that office and they lose their immunity. I, it's I, kind, I, that's, it's kind of, that's kind of like saying, you know, the death penalty, killing somebody after they've already died. It's kind of like a moot point. No, it's not because of the immunity. There are significance of you stay, you remain keeping that office that you had. You're saying, okay, I'm retired, um, you know, from that office, but, but you have immunity from everything you did while you were in that office. So you're you, saying you, the impeachment process itself is like saying Uno 
in the game of Uno when you have car- one card left. You got to do the impeachment in order to preserve the right to go after them criminally once they leave office. I don't play Uno either, so I don't know that, that <laughs> reference. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is, is that 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 it makes sense to me that you have to impeach them to try them. You have to remove that protection of office. I don't I don't I don't I don't follow that because impeachment is a political process. It absolutely is. And and it's not a criminal process. So I'm not linking the two that once you're out of office to prosecute somebody criminally has to be linked to the indictment process politically of impeachment. Right, well, I want to, I want to, I want to reiterate a few things on this thing is that, that what we, what we learned from that justice state, justice chase impeachment was this, that, that there was an attempt at that time to say that, that, that some wanted us to argue that the impeachment had to be a crime, it had to be high crime to high crime or misdemeanors. And that so, but that the actual impeachment itself would have been considered a, 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 a criminal matter, not political. The reason they wanted to do that is because Justice Tate did nothing criminal. He was, he was doing uh, things that were not considered ethical for a judge, a judge or a justice to do, but not illegal. And if you'll remember, Justice, I mean, Judge Pickering, a, a federal, a, a district court judge, was not even doing his job. He was drunk and wasn't showing up to work. There was no way to impeach him because they were trying to say that it had to be a crime. Okay. Well, they did successfully, barely, but they did successfully impeach Pickering, but they failed on just Justice Chase. And if you'll remember, and that was right at the same time that in England, they were trying to impeach Lord Hastings and, uh, not Hastings. Is that, yeah, Hastings. Yeah, Hastings. And if you'll remember, they were trying to get Aaron Burr on board. And in England, it's definitely a criminal matter. There's no question that an impeachment in England is a criminal matter. Here it's, here it's, here it was not so sure. And that's what the significance of the Justice Tate Chase impeachment was. Aaron Burr tried to make it, make it criminal because they would be impossible to, impossible to impeach Justice Chase if it were criminal. Turns out that for Republicans, as always, they uh, was one Democrats. named Kennedy. I'm just asking for a friend. Anyway, <laughs> but they crossed over and, and they and they couldn't convince convict uh, Justice Chase, which left a huge problem with the fact that we got federal judges now who are on the bench ruling however they want to rule, and you can't get rid of them. You can't. You can't. You can't impeach them because that there's it's. It's almost impossible since Justice Chase. So where I'm going with all this, this stuff is, is that it's not as clear as you say it is as to whether it's criminal or civil or, or political. I think that it was resolved, ultimately decided that they that that it, it's political because it was three or four Jefferson people crossed over and voted with with the Federalists on that thing. So all of that is to say that our there's just not a whole lot of guidance in the Constitution as to exactly what impeachment means. They did not have to do it the way they did it. They came up with that procedure following Judge, I mean, uh, Lord Hastings' impeachment in England. They, they copied exactly where, how they set up the court, or the, 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 the proceedings, where people sat. The whole thing was, was done extra constitutionally. 
There's nothing in the Constitution that says do it that way. That's how they're doing it because of, of, of Lord Hastings. So when you say that it's set in stone, that it can't be retroactive, I disagree with you. I don't think the Constitution speaks on it. I don't think it does. So, so the bottom line, does Trump have immunity now, like he says? We're going to go over that this coming Monday. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, the, actually we're recording it tomorrow, by the way, if you want to be on it, because Victoria is going to, we're going to go over this in, in a lot more detail tomorrow. But the answer to your question is what only thing that makes sense to me is that yes, he is immune from anything he did in office until and unless he is, unless and until he's impeached. That's what I think. The only thing that makes sense. Nothing else makes sense to me. Nothing else makes sense. But how can you impeach a man that is out of office now? Because you can do it retroactively. So we can retroactively impeach Bill Clinton. Yes. Now, has the crime prescribed? Probably. Everything he's done is probably too late. Statute of limitations, though, you're not for Louisiana. Of course, I think in Louisiana, I don't do criminal defense or criminal prosecution. That is called statute of limitations on the criminal side. On the, on the civil side, it's called prescription. If I say those, that's what I mean. It's not too, it's too late. But yeah, yeah, I think that's how it works. I think that otherwise you've got to leave him alone. Otherwise we can just go suing him here and there. Willy nilly. Yeah. I, well, I don't think you should be able to sue a president for what he did unless you impeach him. Well, I okay. think impeaching retroactively can be done willy nilly as well. Very difficult because you have to have three quarters of the Senate convict you. you the indictments on the, on the House side, it, it's 50 50. That's easy to, it's easy to. Oh, um, so you're not saying. That you can just impeach. You're saying you have to do both, impeach and convict. Yes. All right. Well, convict meaning that that three quarters of the of the Senate agrees to to impeach him. That's yeah. I, yes. That, that's what I'm referring to. So you're yes, right. So yeah. Just a flat up impeachment after Donald Trump left doesn't count because they did not go to the Senate and do the conviction yes, stuff. Exactly. And it's too late. You can't go back and do it because it's a new Senate number. Well, you know, I guess if you ever got enough on one side, which is not going to happen. I mean, if it, it, the closest it's ever come was that's what made this Justice Chase thing so interesting. The <laughs> Thomas Jefferson had enough people in the Senate. He should have been able to convict Justice Chase. And he failed because four people from Kentucky went the other way or two people from two, the two senators from Kentucky. And maybe I forgot where the other two were ruled went the other way. And so they lost. They came really close on one count, but they didn't get it. Um, you know, guys, I don't know. You know, I, I, I do believe it's political. I do think it be, ought to be very, very difficult to impeach. And I think that, that, that the protection is there. It's going to be almost impossible to impeach retroactively because you're not going to get three quarters of the Senate to go with you. I think the protection stays there. If you committed murder, it would happen. You do something very, very seriously. Serious, they would, they would, they would impeach you. So, do you think the impeachment and the conviction have to happen with the same congressional number, or can they be split across congressional numbers? Oh, that's a good question. You see, we don't know, but I would, I would think, I would think that it would die with the indictment. In other words, whoever indicted you. So, I would say every two years you have to try again, because yep. that's who indicts is the Congress. You know, that's who I call it indictment. That's impeachment. So, so you look at it, but I look at it, you liken it to that. Okay. So a prosecutor can easily convince a grand jury to charge. Okay. Now you've been charged. Now you got to prove beyond a reasonable doubt with it in a jury. It's a hundred percent. 
very, very difficult burden. It's easy to get that grand jury. Very difficult to get most of the time, very difficult to get a jury. The same thing with this, with this impeachment. Very easy to impeach. Very difficult to convict. Almost impossible. There's no way they're going to get three quarters of the Senate to say Donald Trump can be tried for RICO charges or whatever. You see what I'm saying? Yep. That's, that's how I see it. But you know, I will look into that, the argument better as to how they didn't get to do it retroactively. But you guys see what I'm getting at. I don't see how else you can do it because I do not want Joe Biden to have to, when he's out, as much as I dislike that commie and would like to throw him out of a helicopter, but know that God doesn't want me to. Um, I, I would not want to see him tried by every district attorney in a red state for crimes. I don't want that to happen. That would be ridiculous. We, what a waste of money. Let the old cooter go eat some ice cream. Yeah, dementia. Yeah. You, you sat and listened to all this and we, we, Chris and I agree. We love your, your after the fact yeah. comments. You sit there, you know, Joseph Stalin did that too. He would sit and listen oh, and then good. say, why? Good. Okay. <laughs> big company. Great. Okay, Joe. Compare me to Joseph Stalin. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> World's worst murderer. Anyway, uh, you know, this, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. This doesn't even seem like my country anymore. Uh, at least not the one I grew up in or one I was in five years ago for that matter. Um, maybe I was in it, just didn't know. Maybe we've re- been revealed. Maybe Trump did change reality when he basically exposed the fake news and that there was a lot of collusion between governments, CIA, the blob, everything. I, I, tend to agree with you, James, that we can't just every district attorney in the country could just start, you know, trying to impeach or sue or whatever they need to do illegally to get a president who was a, a political opponent. It seems like lawfare is doing that now that we have this lawfare nightmare that is trying to just, you know, yeah, there's nothing to it. But when you're using other people's money to prosecute your political opponents, which is our tax dollars, uh, then all of a sudden, you, you, you know, you have an unlimited resource, especially when you print the money too, uh, to go after somebody until they're just, they can't mount a defense anymore. Peter Navarro is going to jail right now. Why? He's a white male who liked Donald Trump, basically, is why they put him in jail. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think what they... Here's what I think maybe the blob doesn't, maybe they realize it, but maybe they don't care. I don't know. If they put Trump one day in jail, that's too far. That there will be, I don't know what kind of response. Hopefully what it would be is you just, when he's getting put in the jail, a million people would show up and not be violent and just protest. Uh, of course, if you organize that kind of thing, we saw what happened on January 6th. They you know, they, you know, if you look into that, ladies and gentlemen, trust me, that was an op. And, you know, it was the blob, CIA, State Department, uh, you know, the uh, FBI all were involved in that. Uh, tr- not necessarily pe- putting people into the White House, but moving things so it looked like you should just walk in is one of the things they did. You know, they had these operatives saying we have to go in the day before. No one wanted to go into the Capitol. 
the day before. But you put that in people's minds that can, in a charged environment, that can, you know, Ray Epps wasn't the only guy who said that. I guarantee you. We just, we don't see the rest of them. You know, these fake, uh, Pipe bombs that were placed. Yeah. Well, yeah, let, me, let, me, let me interrupt you a little bit because yeah. I want to make sure we get the question answered from you. Do you, how do you see the Constitution is protecting from this incessant, um, criminal charges against a president who, that is no longer in office? How do you, how do you think that we should address that? Should we just allow the judicial system to work or should we say no, impeach him first? I think you got to impeach him. And since he dodged that bullet twice, is that double jeopardy? I don't know. You know, how many times? Let me, let me say this. That's, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. There's, but it's not criminal. That's the problem. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah it's I agree. not, it's not, it's, 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 it's not, it, it, I, it, as much as, as, as much as Aaron Burr tried to make it a criminal trial and as much as they were arguing that if you'll remember, was it Martin Luther, Luther, Martha, Luther, Luther, Martin? Remember, he was the one trying to argue it was a crime and it wasn't. It wasn't. It was political, totally political. And, and, and so I don't think there's double jeopardy when it's not criminal. That's a criminal term, double jeopardy. I don't know. I, I, I agree with you. It's not clear. All right. But we're trying, what we're trying to do though is figure out what did they, what were they thinking when they did this constitution? I'm thinking that they weren't thinking that any of this kind of egregious crap would happen and that they felt like you impeach the president, then you convict him of any criminal or whatever charges you want in a court of law where he would have a fair hearing. Um, you know, we just don't, you know, if you put him in New York or Washington, uh, you know, that's a kangaroo court. Yeah. You see, I think they left it vague on purpose. They didn't tell us to use the Hastings. And again, I want to taste off the guys. That was going on while we were writing our Constitution. They were trying to impeach Hastings for what he had done in India. Um, And very popular guy, by the way. It was all political. But they tried him criminally by impeachment in England. That was all going on while we were drafting our Constitution. And they didn't put it in there. They yeah. did not say that we're doing it like case. That's not what they did. They just said, hey, you can impeach them for high crimes and misdemeanor. And then left it vague. What does it mean? And in, and I do believe that it, it, it's, that it's now considered political after Justice Chase. That's my firm opinion. I know they don't talk about that much. But where else is it coming from, guys? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know I where else. what you're saying. I agree with you. But, you what know, do you think? what do I think? I was, I was asking, uh, yeah, you can't tell I'm looking at Chris. Now. I can't tell what, who you're looking at now. Yeah. Yeah. Because I need a, we need two cameras. Well, it, it's, uh, it's been very confusing to me to be today. Honest. I, I, I can't, I can't understand all of this. Uh, I, I know that they're, they're trying to say for January 6th that Trump told them to do what they did and, he didn't. If language means anything, he did not. Right. And, uh, so they're just kind of ginning this up. And, you know, uh, recently, I guess all of y'all read this. There was a Louisiana man. I can't call his name. I can't remember his name, but he kept posting, uh, kind of bragging about his part in January 6th. And they came down the other day and arrested him. Where? Here, uh, down south in Louisiana, the southern part of Louisiana. Wow. 
Yeah. Did y'all see that? No, I missed that. Yeah. And I, I have an interesting story that kind of, uh, goes into this. One of my preacher friends in, uh, West Virginia, he, uh, big motorcycle guy, a, a, a preacher motorcycle guy, uh, he told me, he said, any, anytime I got my pants on, I, I got a pistol. I mean, that's just the, and all of his little buddies that we were riding in the mountains with on, on, uh, four wheelers, uh, said the same thing. So, he was going to go up there. He Nobody saw all this happening this January 6th, the outcome of it. Yeah. He was going to go up there. Here's what he told me. And I believe this. He said, God told me not to go. And he did not go. Wow. So, you know, Glenn and I were going to go. And Glenn got called to work and didn't get to go. We were going. Well, that was- Now, we would not, absolutely would not have gone to the Capitol. At least I wouldn't have. I don't follow mobs. Well, it, it became that. Even though it was manufactured. It, I mean, these people did not see what was going to happen. And so they go over right. there. They go over there. They're, you're just standing there. Right. I mean, maybe this is your first time to go to Washington, D.C. It would yeah. have been mine if I'd gone. But I've even heard that the federal, the FBI, et cetera, et cetera, that they've even been trying to go back and look at Facebook. Yep. And find out who was thinking about going up there. Yep. Where is well? If you if you called somebody or if you if you sent a text to somebody there and said, "Oh, go in," they're coming after you. Oh, okay, that's yeah. they're coming after. Now, Dwayne, Dwayne, uh, well, let's well, go back to it. Do you see? Do you understand the, the the issue here? The question is, how do you prevent, or is it okay? Is it okay that 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 a former president is being charged with all these crimes. No, it's not. Because you could pick your jury. You could pick your jury. You go to Fulton County, you go to Washington, D.C., you go to New York, you're going to get a conviction. We know you can get it, no matter what. You could. It's all political. Okay. So the okay. question is, how do you prevent that? And I'm going to ask that question to you, Dwayne, so be ready to answer it. How do you prevent it? I don't know how you prevent it other than saying that you have to impeach him first. Well, uh immunity, and, and I, I still well, I, don't understand exactly what we're talking about because uh, I, I would say that he had immunity at that point and everything that happened after that, there, there's no, um, they cannot prove that he told those people to go and do what they did. That's just what it's happens right, right, with right. a mob of people. But let's keep it clear. Okay. okay. I agree that they can't prove it. Right. The question is, can they charge him? That's the question. They can charge you for, uh, they could charge a ham sandwich. Right. But the question is, can you legally charge him? Or is he immune from that? And if he is immune from that, would he be immune from straight up murder? I walk up to you and I tap you and say, I quit. I'm going to say yes. That you'd be immune from murder. Yes, they're immune from murder. And always, forever. They have been. Look at how many presidents have said, pull the trigger and kill people abroad. Yeah. But I want to make it just, I go up, I don't like Chris's mustache and I shoot him. Well, maybe on American soil it might be different, but abroad they kill both Americans and foreigners all the time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, I would say this, that if you ever found out that the reason you kill somebody over there was because he slept with your wife, man, that's domestic. That's just murder, right? You manslaughter, you know, more than that because you, you thought it out. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I am, I am, I can live with it. I can live with it. So if if we have fair elections, you can look at it this way, that you have a pre-jury that voted you 
not guilty by putting you in office for four years. Mm-hmm. I say this is kind of stuff that would have to have, you know, go through our system of courts in a way. And I guess people, you know, people on the left are saying, well, that's what's happening, you know, but the pretext is what gets me. Every, right, let me say every lawsuit against Donald Trump right now is novel, has never been tried. Right. That theory has never been tested before. So that tells you the desperation that's taking place right now. Right. Yeah. And I yeah. think oh, it's going to boomerang back on them because the rulings on these novel theories are probably going to close those future loopholes for them. Right. So so let me let me address where finalize one thing. I I I would much rather Dwayne's theory than what's going on. I would much rather say no, you can't sue him for what he was in office for. That that's it. It's over. He's immune. I would much rather that. I I do have a problem though with the fact that we do not prejudge and say we're given a a a blank page and you can do whatever you want criminal while you're in otherwise we might be thrown out of helicopters i don't see any protection against that a guy doing that i do believe that you can do things that should be that should cause you to be impeached and you can't just quit so i would prefer saying you can impeach them retroactively however if it's not in the constitution and they say it's not i will live with it as long as they continue to give immunity because i do not think what's going on is working this is wrong now let me address lawfare i agree with you Dwayne, on that one almost 100 percent. i can't completely tell if he goes as far as i do but this is my thinking on lawfare i'm telling you guys again that it is a myth that we allow, lawyers allow other lawyers to run amok and be bad. It is a total and complete myth. We regulate ourselves because we don't want to be regulated by the legislature. And we are very, very tough on the bad eggs in our, in our midst. And we get rid of them. They lose their license. And we are very much against it. This is all novel. As bad as it looks, I believe the lead, that the that the judiciary is going to go after these political appointees, these criminals. This I, I, I can't. I don't want to call a, a. It sure looks like criminal behavior by Egg Moron. What's his first name again? What's his Alan? name again? Arthur. Alan Egg Moron. Arthur. One that's, Arthur. That's, that's, that's he, what's that? Arthur. Think of the you know Arthur. character in the movie. It's a movie reference, James. And he's in New York. And he's in New York and he's drunk all the time. So thank yeah, you. Go. So Arthur Egg Moron, he's the one that ruled that, you know, three quarters of a billion dollars that, that, that Trump has to pay for doing nothing wrong. That's the lawfare that Dwayne's talk about. And I absolutely agree with him that they're novel theories that they ultimately will get knocked out because I do believe that the judiciary is re- is going to punish these bad eggs. I think, and I also think that Trump's investigating all of them. I think that Letitia's done. Yeah, I reached that conclusion this week. <laughs> I figured that he had hired a lot of uh, very good <laughs> to go out there and do some digging. Dwayne, how did he get that information on the cells? Cell phone data is purchased is able to be purchased now. Really. Oh, yeah. You can buy cell phone data on just about any demographic situation that you're looking for. You can solve crimes. You can figure out who is in the area and start eliminating who who had the the ability to perform that crime. Now, you know, um, one of Big Jim's friends is Sandy, Sandy Freeman. 
used to be a Boston yep. City Police, and then he was he, he retired really as a Simsboro City Police. Have you ever sat down and talked to him about anything? That guy, investigator, nothing gets by him. I mean, nothing. That guy sees everything. That that many years in law enforcement, he misses nothing. He hair out of place. He sees it. It's amazing to talk to him. And I think that that someone like Sandy Freeman has been hired by Trump to find dirt. <laughs> he's going to find it. Yeah. If it's there, he's going to find it. And I'm not saying that Sandy's at home. I realize like, this is kind of changing the subject a little bit, but it's not the, the whole, um, stealing the election, that new avenue of the mules that were ballot stuffing and it being discovered by cell phone data. Yeah. So that's Here, one of the reasons. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I think that all the cheats that they collectively did are not sustainable because they're being exposed and they know they can't do that kind of crap anymore. All right. Yeah. Again, I got to emphasize that all of those things that they do, like the ballot stuffing and all of that kind of the fake ballots, those type things are all to hide the fact that it's the counting that's being rigged. Right. The counting that is, they, they don't, they need to have that fake stuff in order to justify their cheat. They'll find some other way to do it, in my opinion. They're going to find, well, we don't even know what they're going to do yet because they are, they seem to be playing chess when we're playing checkers. But, <laughs> but <laughs> that's a truth. But, but they, uh, I think that they plan on using the Dominion machines and the, and the, what's the other one? Smartmatic. I think they're, I think they're going to use it again. What kind of machines do we use in Louisiana? I think we're Smartmatic, aren't Dominion. we? Dominion. 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 They're Dominion. Okay. Now we yeah. did get rid of that. I looked into account. that. At least 2020 they were. Yeah. Um, and, and as far as I'm concerned, we don't know who won any election as long as we're voting with one of those machines. That's my opinion. And so, so I agree with you. I doubt that they can do the mules again, but they'll find something. Well, um, will there be mail out ballots again this election season? Or? All right. So, so I don't know what's going on in every state. The state that's easiest to follow right now on that issue is, is, is Arizona and they've already filed the suits. They didn't wait. They're already trying to prevent anything that's not provided by a legislature from happening. But they're so blatantly cheating. They'll just right. do it anyway. It, I, I get, I do get disheartened, but Dwayne makes me always feel better because Dwayne says it can't, it can't be sustained. I don't know that they're going to be able to count 81 million votes again. That's a, that if he really got 81 million votes, they wouldn't be worried about Trump. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Sure. Dwayne, the proof is in the panic. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, Wayne needs to make me feel better about it because, I mean, what what they did this last time and nothing's been done about it, very little, if anything. And I did see the movie, uh, I forget the name of them, Mules or something like that, where they were stuffing right. clock in the morning, a handful of uh, ballots. And if you go stand out there and watch them, they'll arrest you. In other words, if you and that's not right. Although right. It was, the law stated. At the time, there's supposed to be cameras on each Dropbox, yet most that's, of them didn't. That's have how it. they were able to do that movie, because they showed they showed in that movie. They did this. that movie actually 
from geo tracking and allowing businesses that had cameras in the area allowed them to use that footage. Okay. That they didn't, there, there were, they didn't get any of the official cameras, uh, footage. That's all from private sources. That's why they were able to use it. Yeah. States were required to have video surveillance and there was a bunch of them that didn't put up surveillance. There was a bunch of them that did put it up, but it wasn't working. And then there's a bunch of them that did put it up and they requested copy of the surveillance. And they never got a response or they got a middle finger. Wow. Lost it. In, in my opinion, and this, and, and it's, I'm glad that Chris is here for this because you're going to like to hear this. I believe that this is a spiritual battle, battle. I think communism is evil. Yeah. And again, every morning I wake up and I put my hand on my wife to make sure she wasn't raptured while I was sleeping at night. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I thank God that she's still there. And then I say, there's a table where we meet. In the presence of my enemy, I want God to take care of this. It's just so evil, so evil. And I hope that it, that, that Dwayne is just seeing that that's what's happening is that they can't sustain this level of evil. It's got to be, it's going to be broken. And I will say this. I was so proud of those girls at USL standing absolutely in stark contrast to those idiots for that other team. I'm telling you, this country is red, meaning that it's, it's, a, it's, it's totally against this evil. And I think that Dwayne is really right. I don't know when it'll happen, but eventually it'll get blown wide open. It can't be sustained because there's nobody agrees with them. Just a few small cow has always been a bunch of liberal hippie, you know, whatever. But it's, it's a sight to see those girls. Black and white, standing there in absolute attention, almost like they were in the military. And I was very proud of the University of Louisiana. And and you know, I, I would add to that that um, I, I have been told two times in, in the past number of years that when I went to speak at a church, they said we don't want you to say anything political in the pulpit. And one of the people that told me that uh, actually must have forgot. My response, because they called me up and they said, Chris, you know what the problem is today? Preachers aren't bringing this up in the pulpit. You planted a seed. (laughs) (laughs) And and look, Christians need to be praying. I don't care if you're Presbyterian or Catholic or whatever you are. We need to pray because the scripture that you quoted is out of the 23rd Psalm. It says the Lord prepares a table in the presence of my enemies. And it's talking about actually what it's talking about. It, it, uh, in the book Lone Survivor, the Navy SEAL, he hears them outside the hut that he's in. He's wounded, I believe. And I read the book and he said, uh, he could understand their language and they were talking about whether they were going to feed him or not. Because in that area of the country, if you feed one of the enemy, you've got to defend that enemy at your house. Wow. And so the Lord, uh, he said he prepares a table in the presence of our enemies. The Lord will defend us. He will fight for us. And there is a satanic, communist, socialism, Democrat bunch that are trying to destroy our freedom. Thank you. That's why I wanted you to come today, because I knew we needed to say this. And I agree with him. I agree with him. The question is, what's it going to look like? 
But I will say this, that everybody that has, that understands this needs to wake up in the morning and pray that we get delivered yes. from the, from the presence that we need to, we need to, well, you know, I, I like it. I, it's not that the enemy goes away necessarily, but God's going to fight them right. right there at my table. That's right. It's, it is awesome. It really is. And I can sit there and enjoy my meal while God takes care of this. <laughs> That's true. That's right. I, there's nothing I can do, yeah. but, but I will say this. Dwayne, you know, we, I love the fact that you and I disagree on here quite a bit. It makes it fun. Yeah. But I absolutely do see his point. This lawfare can't be sustained. It hasn't had a chance yet to, for us as lawyers to say no. And I, I including judges, we haven't had enough time. They picked a handpicked judges that they knew would do this. It looks like it's bad, but they can't sustain it because there's people like me going, no way. There's more me than there are Judge Arthur. I got it, Glenn. Judge Arthur Egmoron. I'm not pronouncing his name right. Egmoron. Engelon. That's pretty close. Close enough. I like the moron part. (laughs) You're going to remember his name now, aren't you? Yeah. It's a moron in every sense of the word. I mean, all he's done on his bench is showed us how much of a moron he is, both with his words and how he's ruled. And it's the same thing with Fanny and Willis. They, uh, Nathan, Wade, they both showed us how much of morons they are. And because, because Pastor Chris is here, I got to call Letitia by her name. I think she's going down. I do. And nobody said this yet. She's been cocky. She's been saying, Oh, look, there's a, she, she's got a Trump clock and she says she could go each hour and say, this is how much interest was, is being charged to Trump for not paying this off. And so she's, you know what? I'm, I'm a baseball guy, and the reason I really love that game is there is no room for cocky. You might get away from her game. You might get away with two games, but not a season, and definitely not a career. It'll get you. I guess Barry Bonds is the exception. There's always a black swan. <laughs> <laughs> right, Glenn? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I, uh, I, I'm glad that Dwayne stuck with that argument because I really have a hard time. We, we are, we are in the United States very opposed to ex post facto, meaning we go back and make something a crime that wasn't already a crime. So you can't say scratching my neck is a, a crime tomorrow. You see what I'm saying? You have yes. to say it was right. today before you could try them. And so ex post facto laws are not allowed here. They are allowed in other countries and it's horrible. Uh, I feel like I feel like that um, that that this is sort of that by saying we're going to retroactively impeach. Um, that's just about as bad. Here you are. You're retired. You went you've gone home. You want to write your memoirs. You want to you want to do things that you get to do because you're no longer president. And the whole time you're dealing with egg moron bringing you to court. Um, I get what Dwayne is saying, that it ought to be just over. Right. I think that's what they're going to argue. We're going to talk about that. Really, we're recording it tomorrow, but we'll re- it's going to be on Monday's podcast. If you want to be here for it, Victoria is amazing. She'll be the one put presenting it. Um, the, um, I get you, Dwayne. I, I, my, my only problem is what do you, what happens if you got a Hitler? And I think there's several things we got to do. What, one of the things I think is unfair is the unlimited budget of the federal government to prosecute somebody, both criminally or even possibly civilly. And I think there ought to be a Title IX equivalent 
that says for every dollar that the federal government spends to prosecute you, if you don't have the resources, that they got to provide the funds for you to provide a, a defense. Equal funding. That's good. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's so anti-United States judiciary for all these years, and so there's no doubt that they're exploiting it right well, now. Well, I think the taxpayers would throw an immortal fit when that started getting ridiculous, and they find out how their money's being spent, and they would knock that crap out. All right. All right. I get you. That's why I want to give the chance for the judiciary to take care of this. I, I want a chance for us lawyers because I'm telling you, you have no idea how brutal we are on the bad guys. People don't. You hear about these bad lawyers, but you very rarely hear what we do to them. But for, okay? I'm not I'm not seeing enough of the judicial system, at least at the federal level, taking care of business. You know, well, this, this whole yep, Russia, 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 Russia hoax. With the secret FISA court, you know, the U.S. Supreme Court is still in charge of that, and they didn't do crap about it. Well, you know, you know we, we we talk about, again, that ju- federal judiciary. I think, again, maybe we need to have another refresher on Justice Chase. Um, I agree that by losing that impeachment there, we allowed federal judges to become little G-gods. Adon and I, how did we say it? <laughs> Yesterday, we went across that. It was actually going to be tomorrow. We went, we went, we went through that tomorrow. Um, <laughs> anyway, they have become little G gods. They have become little G gods. I agree with you. That part, I don't know what to do with it, but that is, that is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this egg moron guy yeah. doing what he did. That was that he did. And, and I, the same thing was going on with, with this litigation. Um, in D.C., the same thing is going on there with with um, uh, off Smith. Is that his name? Um, that prosecutor is way out of line. And I do think that he needs to be sanctioned and we'll see what happens. I yeah, bet maybe maybe the whole Fannie Willis thing is a distraction from those. I mean, we, we, I, I, maybe you're right, Glenn. I hope not. I'm hoping it's that Trump is is getting going on the offense. That's what I'm hoping. Stormy Daniels case is coming up here next month. Again. Yep. Well, so what I think my bet is, is that what's his name? What's that prosecutor's name? Bragg. I bet that they're best. Bragg. What's that? Bragg. Bragg. Can't make these names up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can. It makes you wonder if God doesn't have a hand. Well. I know God does have a hand, but does he name them to wink to us? I don't know. And this is literally one of the weakest cases where he's going to try to make that pretend that there was a federal charge and conviction for campaign finance that now he can up his state charge on the whole non-disclosure agreement was was a violation of federal law that makes it a state law also. So yeah, and 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 just the facts are crazy. We got to go. By the way, uh, just the facts are crazy. What he's claiming is that because he made that payment to she was all right. First of all, they never were together. A lot of people don't know. That's what Glenn's favorite thing is: is that people think they were together. Not they true. They were not. It was all blackmail. He was running for office and she won. He paid it to shut her up. He paid her out of personal money. Actually, They're his saying. sleazy attorney paid her and then he later reimbursed his attorney out of his own funds. And they're saying, no, because you did it for your campaign. You had to put it out of your 
campaign funds. Well, well how do you yeah, pay hush money? Well, how do you pay hush money if it's out of your, huh? They're splitting hairs and saying your campaign was the biggest beneficiary of it, so therefore it should have been a campaign fund. Correct. And so what's ridiculous about that is, is that you that means you can't you can't pay hush money, even if someone is doing it that has no basis for what they're doing. He 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 can't pay it except out of campaign funds. Well, then everybody's going to go, oh, he paid off a, a hoe. You see what I'm saying? Well, that's the whole purpose of it is you want to shut him up. I don't I don't have time for her right now. How much do you want? 150. That's nothing to me. Give it to her or a million, well, whatever. It's, a, it's against federal campaign finance laws to do that, though. And so that's exactly. why it wasn't done that way. Right. So the, he was he was going to lose either way. He was going to be in trouble either way. If he paid hush money out of the campaign, he's in trouble. If he doesn't pay it, he's going to say, what he, it's just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And then she, because she didn't shut up, then he sued her and got it all back. <laughs> and her, her attorney's in jail. <laughs> I just think that, yeah. I think that, I think that, I think Trump's got some tricks up his sleeve that we don't know. Yeah. All right, Glenn, my, hope is, <laughs> my hope is, I want to tell you something, Glenn. I mean, this, I'm not saying this to promote your product. We ran out of Brookshire's coffee and we're using PJ's coffee. And my wife is so happy drinking PJ's coffee in the morning. She's got that <laughs> French blend. And I mean, it's almost like she's on a high. Can you explain that phenomenon? I can, James. I can absolutely explain that. It's because <laughs> of the incredible roasting of beans and blending of flavors that they do down in New Orleans uh, at PJ's Coffee Headquarters, where you can also get that same euphoria if you go to the PJ's in Houghton, Louisiana. And, uh, of course, they have the French roast. They have Maple Street Blend, which has no maple in it. It's just the street it was made on. And all the <laughs> wonderful flavors that you can experience in breakfast pastries, lunch pastries, of course, wonderful breakfast and lunch sandwiches, zap chips, uh, all natural Red Bull, and of course, boosted teas in a wonderful environment where you can really contemplate all this and become more aware. All right. Well, I thank our listeners. I surely thank all of you guys. It's, it's like having good friends over and just talking stuff over PJ's coffee. Thank you guys. Yeah. We'll be back tonight. This is actually Tuesday. So tomorrow we will be back. We're going to talk about the cults. <laughs> no, we're actually, we're, we're going to be talking. I don't know if I go that far, James, about uh, early uh, Christian Christians. Jesus. How do they worship Christ from the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. When did Christ, when did, when did Christians start worshiping Christ as God? God? Yeah. Good, good stuff. Thank you guys. We'll be back tomorrow. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.